0: and
1: we're back welcome in ladies and gentlemen to another episode of every given sunday fantasy football podcast i'm here with my co-host brandon harrowood how you doing B Wood?
0: doing good recording a nice early morning uh early morning podcast session but yeah we're halfway through the season um it's getting interesting things are things are changing up so yeah let's get let's get right into this episode
1: all right so we're gonna go ahead we're gonna get to the some news we'll start with the biggest one and that's gonna be the derrick henry injury uh he's gonna be out six to ten weeks with a foot injury um the titans yesterday worked out ap and signed him right after uh i don't know what to say about it i don't really have any confidence in ap at this age running the ball um what are your thoughts about the injury? If you're a Derrick Henry owner, are you thinking about trading him? Um, potentially for a package deal of maybe two guys that can help you get to the playoffs if you're on the edge?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a tough one as far as um, trading him because, I mean, six to ten weeks, I mean, we're at week eight now. So, I mean, if he is on the longer side of that timetable, I mean, you might not get him, honestly. I mean, let's, they said week six would be early. So, I mean, if we're talking week eight, I mean, that's like week 16. I mean, you're already in the playoffs at that point. So hopefully if you are a Derrick Henry owner, hopefully you are already set up in a position where you will be able to make the playoffs and you might have that chance of having them back by then. But, yeah, with the AP situation, I'm not too sure. I mean, we saw him uh, come in last year for Detroit. I mean, he looked decent. Like, he's still a really, really hard runner. Um, he's still a really good runner. But – I still don't know how good this Tennessee offensive line is because I honestly feel like Derrick Henry makes up for like a lot of the weaknesses that Tennessee has just because he's so good. So we'll see like how another running back looks behind that in that backfield. Um, So I don't really know where to put AP at this moment. He's definitely not coming in and being Derrick Henry. I know that for a fact. So don't get that in your head. So but he, he is definitely worthy of a pickup. And in my opinion, because who knows? I mean, he's, he's still a talented guy. Just we'll see how much juice he has left.
1: Yeah. Um. So we're getting another piece, next piece of news here. Uh, we won't really talk about this one as much, but Calvin Ridley is stepping away from football for mental health reasons. Um, I'm a Calvin Ridley owner. I am hoping that even if it does take the whole season, I just hope he figures it out. You you know, he's such a good football player and he's such a fun guy to watch that I hope that he, you know, mentally he gets to a place that he wants to be before he comes back. But that's really all I'm going to say about the situation. Um, Russell Gage will obviously see more targets. If you're Kyle Pitts owner, I'd be excited to see Pitts and be the primary guy in the offense.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we're, we're all praying for Calvin Ridley and hoping he makes it through, I guess, whatever he's going through at this moment. But yeah, like you said, I mean, all we can do is kind of look at the situation in Atlanta for uh, going forward. But yeah, more more reception, more targets for Kyle Pitts, um, probably even more work for um, Cordero Patterson as well in the receiving game. Um, But, yeah, it was kind of funny seeing Kyle Pitts. He he didn't really even do much this past game without Kyle Morley. So, hopefully that doesn't put too much pressure on him as a receiver. This is probably something we'll talk about um, in our next episode. But, yeah, but definitely more volume coming those two guys' way. And I guess, yeah, like you said, now we can look at Russell Gage also.
1: Gilmore had a blanket on Kyle Pitts. So, that's why why he didn't do very much. Um, Jameis Winston is out for the season with a torn ACL. Uh, guess it's the Taysom Hill show, unless they trade for a quarterback. Um,
0: who did uh, who did they have come in this past week? Trevor Simeon. Oh, yeah, Trevor Simeon. He looks just yeah, as good did, as Jameis. Yeah. He took down so, Tampa Bay, so yeah. I don't know what they're going to do.
1: I don't yeah. think this impacts anyone that much uh, from a fantasy perspective, because personally, Jameis wasn't that great in the first place. I mean, he was doing the job, but clearly Trevor Simeon came in and beat the Bucs, so...
0: Quick, quick question, if they say Taysom Hill is starting quarterback, are you more or less excited about Kamara in that situation? Uh,
1: that's just because Taysom Hill kind of like has the Tannehill goal line pull-away threat. Yeah. Um, Josh Allen running the ball in. Obviously, they're not – he's not anywhere near as good as them, but that's what he's going to be doing if he comes in. They're going to have so many packages for him to run it in. It's kind of concerning. Uh, but Kamara will still – go his work in the passing game. Um, Kyler Murray has a sprained ankle one to two weeks. Russell Wilson, pins removed from his finger. Um, I I think that's actually a a big one because they said that he has a chance to play this week. Are you willing to roll Russell Wilson out there and hope that he's in?
0: I I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of trying to see if I can wait for a little bit more information as far as just how he feels. I mean, if it's just a pain tolerance thing and he's just fighting through it, then probably yeah, but if it's literally gonna affect the way he's throwing the ball, then I'll probably wait. Um, if you can.
1: Well, they're on a bye, so never mind. No be the yeah. following when he's in um against Green Bay. Um and then James Robinson day to day with foot injury. Uh do you think Carlos Hyde's worth a pickup?
0: Um he's worth the pickup, probably more likely if you are the James Robinson owner. Um just not sure. Cause I'm, I'm I'm almost split between like I think James Robinson is just really good. He's just a really talented running back. And you know, I think it's almost like what I was I'm not calling him Derrick Henry, but kind of like what I was saying about the Derrick Henry situation. Like, does he make up for like weaknesses that the Jaguars have? So I don't know, like if Hyde when Hyde is in that role, how well he would do, like, will he just come in and be James Robinson and produce like James Robinson? But yeah, if you're definitely a James Robinson owner, I would definitely have that security just in case, you know, you don't know. They say it day to day, and then you never know if there's any chance of re-injury. So I would do it just in case.
1: Yeah, so it's all the news we're going to talk about. We're going to get to our players of the week. Um, I'll go ahead and start us off. My guy is going to be Michael Carter of the now two win New York Jets. Yes, sir. Uh, they upset the Bengals. Uh, Michael Carter finished with 27.7 and half point PPR. Uh, that's his third consecutive week in double digits. Um, he's showing what they drafted him for. Um, I like his uh, I like his outlook going forward. Honestly, um, he's been involved heavily involved in the passing game in the past two weeks with nine targets. Week seven, fourteen this week, um, <laughs> eight receptions and nine receptions, and I mean. I'd be excited if I'm Michael Carter owner. I think going forward, you can probably flex him. Mike White seems to really enjoy throwing the ball to him because uh, that's the two weeks that Mike White has played. Um, and even when he didn't, he had thirteen point three with ten carries, thirty-eight yards, a touchdown, and three receptions. So going forward, I think Michael Carter is a flex play until otherwise uh, seen.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. And it's funny; it's like he's kind of that guy you kind of just sat on your bench the other season, like maybe anything will happen, but. Like you said, these last two weeks, he's almost putting up like running back one high, end or running back two numbers in the amount of targets he's receiving is actually ridiculous. That's like Christian McCaffrey type of of a receiving role in that backfield. So, yeah, that's definitely encouraging, especially if you're in a PPR league. I mean, if a guy's getting 14 targets, I mean, that's you're putting his floor at like nine points just based on the amount of catches he'll get. And he's actually looking productive. He's running hard. He, he like, trucked the guy uh, last week. I mean, he's just running really well. Um, So, yeah, like Tilly said, I mean, going forward, I mean, unless something changes with the amount of volume he's receiving, especially in the pass game, like if if his receptions drop down on, like, three or something. But right now, the way he's getting targeted and the way he's running the ball and the way Mike White is playing, uh, I would continue to roll him out. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and get into my guy. My guy is Michael Pittman, wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. And this is a guy who's coming around. And I feel like we've been kind of been waiting for this the last two years. But Michael Pittman's is actually showing us signs that he he's one of those up-and-coming wide receivers who, who's looking really well. Right now, he's sitting at the wide receiver 13, so just outside of the wide receiver one um, category. But he's looked great over the last four weeks. Um, he's put up 18. He did put up a – a uh, mid game in between, there, he put up five point four point eight points, but then he put up eighteen point five and twenty five point six, and this honestly, in my opinion, was his breakout game. I mean, it was a big time game, big time game against the Tennessee Titans. Um, really came down to the wire. He had fifteen targets, caught ten of those balls for eighty six yards and two touchdowns. Over the last four weeks, he scored four touchdowns. Um, he's looking like Carson's Carson Wentz um most dependable target in my opinion and the wide receiver one on that team it seems like they've kind of just been searching for a wide receiver one for the last like five years ever since ty hilton has continued to get injured so it's good to see that from michael pittman and if you're an owner you probably got him got him at the late one of, probably towards the later rounds of the draft and so you got yourself a steal right now right now he's basically a wide receiver one so um, I will continue to roll him out there. I mean, as long as this volume stays where it's at and he's continuing to be a beast on the field.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for him. Uh, his next two matchups are the Jets and the Jags. Um, so I think that, you know, he'll continue to do well. And after that, he plays Buffalo and the Bucks, and teams have been able to throw on the Bucks this year. So, I mean, you can start him until otherwise uh, said or seen. Um, Joe's guy is A.J. Brown. Uh, I think A.J. Brown, he's finally coming on to what everyone thought he was going to be this year, where you drafted him as. uh, This week he finished with 26.5 points and a half-point PPR, 155 and a touchdown. Uh, That's back-to-back weeks where he's had over 20 points. Um, And, I mean, he's going to be more – relied on even more now with Derrick Henry out. So
0: I was about to say, do you feel like Derrick Henry getting hurt is going to help or hurt A.J. Brown?
1: It's going to help, but it's going to put a lot more pressure on Tannehill to perform Yeah, because Derek Henry is the guy in the offense and he's arguably one of the most valuable assets to an offense in the NFL just because yeah. of the way he changes the game. And AP is not going to be able to be that guy that changes the game completely. Um, so Tannehill is going to have a lot more pressure on him, but he has all the weapons that he needs between exactly. AJ Brown and Julio's hammy. Uh,
0: um, I, I I don't know I'm I'm not gonna say I'm worried. Um, of course, like you said, like when's Derek Henry in that backfield? One thing people don't realize that really makes your offense a cheat code when it comes to the play action game. So, Ryan Tannehill showed us some signs at the beginning of the season where he has like, a, looking a little shaky. So I would hope that by now, like I just hope things like you said, AJ Brown's looked good this last two weeks. I just don't want it to. Interfere with his production in yeah.
1: Tannehill's actually QB 14, um, which is yeah, kind of made surprising. his way up. Yeah, that's, that's surprising to me, honestly. Um, he's actually one spot ahead of Dak, but Dak sat out, so that probably explains why. Um, so, next, we're going to talk about our overperformers. Um, I'll start us off here. Uh, this one's pretty obvious to me. This is going to be Randall Cobb. Um, <laughs> I was watching the game on Thursday. And I was checking in on Fantasy, and I think he had two points. And, like, 15 minutes later, he had 15. Uh, well, that's because he had three receptions and two touchdowns, <laughs> uh, 15 yards, finished with 15 points and half-point PPR. I mean, there's really nothing else to say. Obviously, that per- that kind of production and that kind of efficiency is not going to happen, especially with Devontae Adams coming back from COVID this week. Uh Yeah. Do you have any you thoughts
0: on it? With Robert Tanyan with the uh, ACL what is it, ACL injury, Yeah. do you see more volume for R- Randall Cobb, or are you just staying away from that?
1: I don't know. Tanyan hasn't yeah. been the guy that we expect him to be. Um, MVS is coming back, I think, this week. Uh, so MVS always steals targets from Devontae and everyone else. So not really.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and get into my overperformer, and this was at the quarterback position. And really, when I was going back and looking at the quarterback rankings for this past week, it's so weird. I mean, Josh Allen was at the top, but behind him, um, Mike White, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Justin Fields—those were the, the the top three behind Josh Allen. But I'm going with Mike White, um, the guy who we didn't even know his first name. I, I remember uh, listening back to our last episode; we honestly didn't even know Mike White's first name. Um, but this was the, the guy who took over um, at the quarterback position for the Jets this past week. And surprisingly, the number two quarterback on the entire week, um, he put up 29 points, had an amazing game, he threw 45 times, completed 37 of them, 405 passing yards, three touchdowns. He threw two picks, but both of them were off of deflected um, passes, like literally just t- – tipping the wide receiver's hands and just getting deflected and picked off. But he had an amazing game. He looked great. Uh, me and Tilly, we have two friends who are huge Jets fans. They already forgot all about Zach Wilson. They're, they're, they're on the better thing. So I guess Mike White is going to be the starter of the next couple of weeks, at least until Zach Wilson does return from injury. But um, just an incred- incredible game. They knocked off the number one team in the AFC, the, the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, going forward, um, if you're one of those guys who didn't draft a quarterback, you're, you're rolling with the Kirk Cousins and, you know, Matt Ryans, Tilly, do you think this is a guy you can throw in in that category with, like, the, the streamable quarterbacks, or what do you think? I mean,
1: I kind of want to wait and see one more week, but I was, like, thoroughly impressed with uh, what he did. Um, if you saw the game, um, both of his interceptions that he threw, they were not his fault. Uh, I mean, I know it's hard to say about a quarterback, but it bounced off of his hand. Uh, one wide receiver's hand and went popped up in the air, and the Bengals picked it off, and then the other one kind of a similar thing happened. Um, put something in perspective for you. Earlier this year, Green Bay played the uh, Bengals and Aaron Rodgers only at 19.7. Um I'm not trying to say that Mike White is Aaron Rodgers, but I'm just saying that I don't think it's – it can't be that big of – it can't be a fluke for exactly. him. To, for, we're talking more like real-life football right here, but it can't be a fluke and you do that. You don't throw for 400 yards and not be a decent quarterback. Yeah. Um, is he a
0: rookie? Or yeah. is he, he – um,
1: He's out of like, I don't even remember where. This is like, this is how little we know about this guy. He's out. I'm trying to figure out where he's going to school. Let me go look real quick.
0: And guys, the Bengals were the number one, basically number one team in the league at the time. So yeah, Western Kentucky. Sheesh.
1: Um, actually, this is his first, that was his first NFL start. He was on the Cowboys practice squad in
0: 2018. Okay. So, um,
1: but yeah, so. Like I said, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I'd roll him out there and unless he does it again. Then I'd be more confident to do it. Um, Joe's our performer was Tyler Lockett. Uh, this is a guy that we kind of were I – mean, we, we weren't hating on him. We were just saying the facts that with Geno in, we didn't think that he could be that productive. And he must have listened to the podcast or something because <laughs> on Sunday he had 13 targets, 12 receptions, 142, uh, had zero touchdowns and still had 20 fantasy points. Um, going forward, I think you know, you can start him, you just have to know that don't be surprised if you get a five point game, even with Russ coming back. Um, we've seen we saw it last year that Tyler Lackett would give you a five point game, but he's also it's what you it's the price you pay to start him. He's gonna get you 20 or he'll get you five. I don't, he doesn't really get in between 24, 27. Then he scored of below 10 until this week. Um, so you're Tyler Lockett owner. What are your thoughts? Uh, you're kind of deep at the receiver position. So are you planning <laughs> yeah. on starting him again this year, or are you just not?
0: Yeah, honestly, like I'm extremely grateful for what I saw this past week. here. it was like a halftime, he had like nine catches, like for 90, 90 yards or something like that. It was it was crazy. And those are the type of games you can expect from Tyler Lockett. I mean, he's one of those boomer buzz guys, he'll you know give you those down weights and then explode for you. Um, but I was surprised to see it with um you know, with Russell Wilson, not, not at the starting quarterback position, but yeah, I mean, honestly, even like going into next week, I still don't really have much confidence because I want to see if this is something that can continue. Um, But I mean, of course, like if you're a Tyler Lockett owner, um, you're glad to see this. And if you have to start them, I mean, at least you can start them with a little bit more confidence than you've had the last like four or five weeks. Um, But yeah, hopefully this is the turn in the start of something better for Lockett. Hopefully they're figuring things out in the past game. And uh Skeeno Smith is, you know, coming along. But yeah, we'll see what the status on Russell Wilson. That's really what you're kind of hoping for as a locker owner. Um with this game, would you try to trade him, trade high off of this game?
1: I think you could. Um he's still wide receiver twenty, so a top. He's a wide receiver, too, right now. It's
0: not terrible. No,
1: it's not. But, you know, you got to make sure if you're going to trade him that you don't have someone that looks at his numbers from the previous six exactly. weeks and doesn't do anything. Um, especially going into a buy, if you could find someone that wants him, that would be helpful for you if you have people on buy along with him and you need someone to start this week.
0: If, if you uh, need a running back, would you trade him for uh, Michael Carter?
1: I would. <laughs> I, I I mean, we always say this. We say it every episode. It depends on your situation, but I like Michael Carter's upside. If you watched him play in college, him and Javante Williams, which is crazy to think, we're both in the backfield at UNC. Um, and he's he's running like I was hoping he would. He runs really hard, so I would. Um, and even if you're in a pinch, I'd honestly – if you have enough what, good wide receivers, I would consider trading him for a guy like Daryl Williams if you need help this week because Darrell Williams is the running back 24. Yeah. Um, he's been productive when he's been in and we don't know about Clyde's injury. So I would honestly, if you need help immediately at running back or something, I would trade for even him or Devontae Booker. Cause they both looked good last night. Um, obviously packaged with someone else, but yeah. So my underperformer is going to be Justin Jefferson. Uh, he had four targets, two receptions, 21 yards, 3.1 fantasy points. I was fortunate to play the guy with Justin Jefferson in our league. Uh, So, it was the Trayvon Diggs effect. Um, We'll talk about him later. We're going to talk some real football. But, yeah, I don't – I'm not expecting this next week. I'm expecting him to have eight receptions for 80 yards and a touchdown probably. Um, But, yeah, that was a rough game for him.
0: Yeah, that was a very weird game. When I was thinking about this game coming into the week, I was like, okay, it's going to be one of those high-scoring, you know, air it out, Dalvin Cook. Zeke running all over the field, and it was just a defensive, sloppy penalty f- field game. So, yeah, I would kind of throw that game out. And like you said, Diggs is being amazing this year. Well, he's like,
1: well, while we're talking about this game, I got a question that's unrelated to uh, Justin Jefferson. Are you concerned at all about Dalvin Cook?
0: Um, He scored under I, 10 I two of the last three weeks he's played. Um, I mean, we're at this point right now. I'm not concerned as far as like, I I do have hopes, like he'll come back and put up a 20 point game, probably next game. I I don't, I'm I'm not ruling that out if I'm an owner, but definitely you're a little disappointed at the moment. Um, but at least he has shown like he's, he's had games in there where he's looked like the old Dalvin cook. He's just had a weird season with dealing with injuries on and off. And I mean, this was just a tough matchup also, um. And like I said, the game was just weird. Zeke didn't have a good game either. So I think there'll be better days for Dalvin Cook. Honestly, I think he's a, a try to. He's kind of like a buy low target, in my opinion, when it comes to trades. Because um, honestly, if I'm the Cook owner, I'm probably a little disappointed. Like, who would you rather have right now? Uh, Henderson for the Rams or Dalvin Cook?
1: I think Henderson's second half of the fantasy season is about to be top yeah. five. Um, <laughs> I'm being serious. I, that offense is so lethal. Um,
0: so would you trade Dalvin for Henderson?
1: I mean, I don't want to sound like an idiot, but I'd consider it. If, you, if you're in a position where you need immediate – because Dalvin does deal with an injury. Um, yeah. I would – if you need immediate help, I would 100% do it. I mean, Daryl Henderson is RB11. He's the number one running back.
0: Uh, Dalvin a, or Chobe?
1: Jesus. Because
0: uh, really, I mean, we're at this point where it's like, we're actually going to have to go, keep going back on the list. Like, how, how far back has Dalvin uh, fallen? Well, he's
1: he's only played, uh, I think, four games. Yeah. So he's, he's running back 28. He's only played in five of his seven games. Um, I, that's still low. You know, you drafted him as your number two pick. So.
0: Yeah. yeah I don't know. It's... It's weird, but, yeah, I don't know where I sit with him, but I, I have confidence he'll be able to at least turn around. I'm not sure if he'll give you anything like he gave you last year, but you're hoping he's a guy who can give you, you know. And
1: it's stuff. interesting. The yeah. top three picks from the draft in fantasy that if you drafted – or the top four, only one of them is fully healthy right now. Um, yeah. Obviously, you didn't anticipate that going into the season, but McCaffrey hasn't played in three weeks. Dalvin Cook is every week. He's got a questionable mark. Henry's out for six to 10. So if you're the Camara owner. Yeah, it
0: ended up working out, man. It ended yeah, up working out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my guy is uh, Kenneth Gainwell. And I'm not, this Is a guy we talked about a lot last week when we were talking about the waiver wires. Um, he was the guy coming in supposedly to replace Miles Sanders um, after his injury. And they kind of been talking him up a lot of analysts been talking him up all week. He was like projected for like 17 points or something in the fantasy uh NFL fantasy um football app. And he came out and didn't really do much for you. It was more of the, the Boston Scott Jordan Howard uh game. And these were the guys that we were kind of joking about coming to the week. But yeah, he had he did get 13 um 13 carries was only able to put up 27 yards with that which is terrible efficiency 2.1 yards per carry um and this was an incredible matchup he was going against the detroit lions at the time they were number 30 against um nfl running backs in fantasy football and yeah so if you're one of those guys who went out and spent first priority on Kenneth Gangwell, um if you, especially if you spit fab on him, you're definitely very upset because it looks like they're going with the full out committee approach. Um, and honestly, Boston Scott looked a lot better. So I would project that he would get a, a larger percentage of the carries next week as well. And Jordan Howard, they weren't afraid to, you know, throw him, throw him into the fire and he looked good. So he might even get more work next week. So, yeah, I don't know if this Gangwell thing will work out. I think his role isn't changing in the offense, and you—he you just—he's a wild card. So yeah, I'm yeah.
1: gonna I'm gonna stay on this topic. But Joe's underperformer is Travis Kelsey. Uh, seven targets, four receptions, two point seven and a half point PPR. Uh, that's not what you're expecting from Kelsey. Uh, I'm just I'm I'm confident he's gonna rebound. Um, but back to the Kenneth Gangwell thing. You picked him up, arguably, with your number one waiver priority, especially for the Miles Sanders owner. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you just got literally, like, I don't even know how to word it. You, he might have lost you the week. Um, Boston Scott and Jordan Howard both looked great. Um, 12 carries, 60 yards, two touchdowns for Boston Scott. Um, Jordan Howard scored twice. He had uh let's see. He had – Twelve carries. I mean, they split carries and they both. Yeah,
0: twelve carries.
1: Twelve for fifty-seven and two, four point eight
0: wait, yards. Wait, 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 wait. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, are I know that Detroit was number thirty against the run, um, but Miles Sanders has played Atlanta, who's twenty-fifth. He's played Kansas City, who's twentieth. He's played Las Vegas, who's twenty-first. Are you concerned, in general, about Miles Sanders, considering how effective these two guys were on the ground? Um, I know Detroit's not the best run defense, but they if you watch the game, they were <laughs> yeah. they look dominant. better than
0: Miles Sanders ever looked the whole yeah.
1: And that's I didn't think I'd be saying that about Jordan Howard, but here we are. Uh he does this every other year. I feel like the Eagles re-signed him and he just scores for them.
0: Um yeah, I'm definitely concerned about Miles Sanders. I mean, I was I was concerned before he even got hurt, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, it's I fight, I mean, even when Miles Sanders comes back, they're just going to stick with this committee because these guys are valuable assets to the running running back core for the Eagles. I mean, this is the first time all season where the Eagles have actually established a run game. Like, I was looking at the numbers. I'm like, wait, they put up so many points, but where was Jalen Hurts? And I'm like, wait, these guys scored, like, combined of, like, four touchdowns just on, the, just on the ground, which is incredible. Um, going into next week, who – rank these three running backs, though. Like, who who would you rather play? Like, rank them between Jordan Howard, Kenneth Gainwell, and Boston Scott?
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's going to be Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell, and then Jordan Howard this week. Um, they're playing the Chargers, so I'm anticipating Kenneth Gainwell is going to be more involved just because I don't think they'll be winning. Yeah. Um, and I, Boston Scott got the first goal line opportunity this week, so I think it'll be like that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if I split carries again though, if they both were that efficient.
0: Yeah. So wait, so they split twelve, twelve and thirteen, like those. That was a carry split. That's crazy. Is
1: that how Kenneth Canwell had, had
0: thirteen? Yeah. Yeah, thirteen carries.
1: Jeez. Yeah. I mean,
0: what in the world? <laughs> they actually just ran the ball. Literally. I don't. Three running backs. Yeah.
1: But that's my waiver wire while we're here is Boston Scott. Uh, we just went over his stats. I'd pick him up. I think you can play him. You think he's an RB2 next week?
0: Um. Yeah. Uh, see, like, I, I'm saying yeah, but it's like if they're all getting the same amount of carries, it's really whoever scores the touchdowns amongst the three. So I would believe so. But then again, like just going back to the question I asked last time, I mean, I guess just ranking the three, it's like, shoot, I know Jordan Howard had any carries also like, so he could be the goal line guy also. But yeah, when they're on the goal line, they're looking to run the ball. So I would probably definitely go with Boston Sky. And he also has that kind of ability in the passing game as well. So he's probably the most versatile out of all the three. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and get into my um, waiver wire guy. And this is a guy I think we mentioned like earlier in the season, like literally the first couple of weeks, but he's back now. Uh, Cole Beasley. And these last two weeks have been kind of crazy for him. I mean, nine targets um, week six right before their bye. They had a bye week. Week seven comes out of the bye. 13 targets, 10 catches, 110 yards. They honestly just couldn't guard him. He just opened every play. Josh Allen is having an incredible season. He he was the number one quarterback on the week this week. But, yeah, I mean, you are talking about a guy who's just sitting on waiver wires, getting 13 targets, um, and he's probably in the number one passing offense right now in the league. I think this is a guy you have to pick up, especially with a lot of the buys and injuries that are occurring right now in the league. Um I mean, you just can't beat this. I mean, you really you really just can't go wrong with grabbing a guy in this offense, period. I mean, even at the tight end position, why, they have like three startable wide receivers with Emmanuel Sanders, Stephon Diggs, and Beasley. I would grab Beasley right now. He seems to be getting the, mo- the most volume on the team, honestly. Um, Josh Allen has honestly showed no favorites this year. It's not like he's just forcing the ball to Stefan Diggs again. I mean, he's spreading the ball around, so. I'll pick up Cole Beasley.
1: Yeah, he's a PPR machine. Uh, I, I, Like he said, we've talked about him before. I'm a big fan of what he does on the field. Um, so, yeah, and then Joseph, is Taysom Hill. Obvious reasons. James is out. Taysom Hill, if he is the starting quarterback, will get you points. He will get some rushing yards. He will get some running touchdowns. He'll get some passing touchdowns. Um, wide receivers, obviously, he said Cole Beasley. Um, I think a QB, Taysom Hill, we already said. Uh, Derek Carr is coming back from a bye. He's probably worth a pickup against the Giants this week, um, especially if you need to stream someone. Um, but, yeah, let's go ahead. We'll talk about some droppable guys here. I'll let you go because I – besides these two, I think that at this point you should be rostering the guys that you're going to roll with forward. Um, goes with Jarvis Landry. I said that. Was it last week? I think it was last week. I said drop Jarvis Landry. Yeah. Um. Still with it. Drop. Drop him. You probably can drop Odell too. Uh. I don't see them being eff- effective enough for you to play them week in and week out. And at this point, you need guys that you are confident that you can put in your lineup and roll out there and hope that they can give you production to help you win the fantasy game.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with the Jarvis thing. It's like he's a guy; he's like an emergency guy. Like, if really everything goes left, maybe you can play Jarvis or pick up Jarvis. But yeah, I just the Browns' offense is just so weird in my opinion. But um, my guy is Allen Robinson, and this may be of a surprise to a lot of people because this is a guy who's been basically a wide receiver one the last like three or four years. But I think it's uh. And God, people have been uh kind of holding on to him because of the name value, hoping that things will turn around and you'll be able to throw him in a package trade. But at this point, it, it's gone a little, a little too far. I mean, like I said in the beginning of the episode, I mean, we're going into week nine. We just passed, surpassed the halfway mark of the season, um, and he's done nothing. He's literally four, three to four points every single week. Right now, he's a wide receiver, 64. Um, he's basically just been an empty roster spot. Well, not an empty roster spot. He's just taking up a roster spot on your team. Um, even if he does go out and score a, a lucky touchdown um, this upcoming week, there's still really no trade value for him. You're still probably not going to play him. And it doesn't seem like he's a priority in his offense at all. Um, these past two weeks, he's – only have four targets uh both games and yeah i mean this was also a game where you know the bears actually looked decent for the first time but after seeing the i mean i I always knew justin fields had so much you know ability on the rush rushing game but i mean justin fields ran for over 100 yards on the ground so this is i don't yeah I don't think this is the Alabama – this is definitely not the So you drafted, and I know it will hurt, and I will honestly let somebody else go out and deal with this issue, and I will go ahead and pick Cole Beasley, go grab uh, Cole Beasley and drop Robinson, honestly.
1: Robinson or Ayuk?
0: Honestly, give me Ayuk. <laughs> uh, yeah, I,
1: that, should, that should tell you everything yeah. based on how we feel about Ayuk. Um, yeah, the only thing I'll say to that is – You'll be listening to this after the trade, but deadline passes. If he gets traded today,
0: mm, I would
1: I would keep him just because that's true. He gets traded to somewhere like
0: anywhere else, honestly, is better.
1: Yeah, anywhere, literally anywhere. What
0: if he goes but, to the Jets? <laughs> oh
1: gosh. I mean, you can keep him, but I don't think the Jets are shopping for Allen Robinson. Um <laughs> So we're going to actually right now, we're going to finish the episode off by talking about some actual football here. Uh, we're going to give you our Rookie of the Year midseason, Defense Player of the Year MVP and our Super Bowl, who we think is going to win. Um, so I'll start us off. My Rookie of the Year midseason is Jamar Chase. Uh, 786 receiving yards, seven touchdowns, averaging 20.7 yards a catch. Um, so yeah, that's my midseason Rookie of the Year.
0: Yeah, my guy is, well, just to mention, Joe also had Jamar Chase. And, I, I mean, I, I definitely agree as well. I actually had a different guy, and I might be just showing some favoritism because I'm a Steelers fan, but my guy's Najee Harris. And I think right now, honestly, Jamar Chase probably is slightly ahead of him in the race, but he's just looking better and better every single week. Looks like the Steelers are starting to put it together. Um, Incredible touchdown this past week also. Like, he just looks really good, like, visually. Um and just on the field as well. And he's just so relied upon in that offense as a rookie. Um, And I think he's just going to continue to pick it up. And by the time the season ends, I think he'll surpass Chase in that race. But we'll see. They're both great, though.
1: Yeah. um, They both are doing what they were drafted to do. Um, So my defensive player of the year is going to be Trayvon Diggs, uh, cornerback for the... Dallas Cowboys. Um he has seven interceptions already this year. Uh that's actually crazy. It's two pick sixes. So I, I'm just gonna tell you the numbers are backing it up. He's he's legit. <laughs> uh he he shut down Justin Jefferson this week. Um so yeah, that's my defensive player of the year. And that's also Joe's. So
0: Yeah, my guy is going to be Miles Garrett. Um, and I know uh, the, 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 picks from, uh, from Tevon Diggs, they, they do look a lot more flashier. And I mean, he probably is also kind of like similar to our last, uh, when we were talking about rookie year, he's probably ahead of Miles Garrett at this point, but Miles Garrett is having an incredible season. I mean, right now he has 10 and a half sacks and that's, I'm not sure have have the Browns out there by yet? I don't know, but regardless, I mean, we're in week nine, he has ten and a half sacks. So he's basically going out and getting you one per game. He's on kind of like a, a record-breaking pace right now when it comes to sacks. He looks amazing out there. Um, and my, my, the only reason I didn't choose Diggs for this one is just because I'm projecting that. I mean, I think those picks are going to start to kind of – no way he can just continue that pace. I mean, if he does, that's, that's just incredible then. But I just think, like, Miles Garrett isn't going to stop anytime soon. Um, so I think by the time season ends, maybe Garrett. But, yeah, they're both having crazy seasons right now.
1: You can throw away from Diggs. You can't really throw away from miles Garrett. Yeah, that's that's true. That's (laughs) true. Um, it's my MVP. We actually all three of different ones. Um, (laughs) mine's going to be Matthew Stafford. Uh, this is a guy that we talked up in the off season. Um, I really loved what he did when he was in Detroit with a really bad situation for the past couple years. Uh, right now the Rams are seven and one. Um, He's got twenty, almost 2,500 passing yards, 22 touchdowns, and only four interceptions. Uh, he looks great. Um, yeah, that's my MVP. Um, Joe's was Lamar.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right now it's, it's honestly up in the air. I don't think there's, like, a solidified MVP. My guy was actually Tom Brady. Um, it's almost similar to, like, what Tilly was going with with Matt Stafford. I mean, it just – great team. I mean, right now, he's like leading the league and passing yards. He's the number one fantasy quarterback right now. Um, and he also has a pretty favorable schedule um, going into the second half of the season. So I think that he did look pretty be- he didn't look. No, he didn't look bad this past week, but they did t- take a loss to the Saints, which kind of does hurt his stock when it comes to MVP votes. Um, but I think he'll finish out the season strong. Uh, hopefully, they don't lose any more games. Um, he's just on an incredible pace right now. Having one of the best throwing seasons he's had in years um so yeah i mean we just have to wait and see honestly i think the mvp is going to come down to which team is more successful at the end of the year when it comes to all three of these guys
1: yeah the nfc is stacked right now with all these teams with such good records
0: there's a lot of guys like kyler josh allen there's so many quarterbacks like
1: there's three teams in the nfc with one loss um it's yeah. so like the Cardinals right now are sitting in the wild card position, which is crazy to think about. Wow. Uh, yeah, because the Rams are in their division so or conference. So uh, so we'll go ahead, finish it up with our Super Bowl prediction right now. Um, this seems like a consensus. Joe, we don't know Joe's, but I'm going with the Rams. Um, <laughs> yeah. they, we didn't talk about this in the news, but they just got Von Miller. Um that defense is going to be crazy. The offense is already crazy. Uh, yeah, I think the Rams are – I think it's the Rams here. I, I really
0: do. Yeah, yeah I'm agreeing agree. And it kind of saddened me, like, when I was thinking about this, because I've been on the Bucks like, the entire season. Like, I was no doubt Bucks are Super Bowl winners. But I think, yeah, the Rams are just the, – they have the full package, like, when it comes to defense. I and mean, Bucks have a good defense, too, but – the DB play that they have. And really the the difference maker for me is just like Matt Stafford, like, like he's in the MVP discussion, like that's ridiculous. And with the connection he has with Cooper cup right now, the way Henderson is playing, it's just like, everything is really coming together. And like you said, that Von Miller edition. I think they're realizing themselves. We can win a super bowl this year. Like, so yeah, I'm gonna go with them right now. They just seem like the most complete team. They look like the most playoff ready team. Also, like they just look great. And They played the Bucks already, and they, I think they beat them pretty good too. Like early in the season. So yeah, I'm not. There's
1: one team that I'm not counting out, and I might get. You guys might disagree, but the Cowboys.
0: The Cowboys, okay. Uh,
1: I, I can't think disagree with it. They're they're good. I mean, they're looking like they have a shot too. Like I said, that the NFC is just so packed. Um, but yeah, the the Rams are all in. Clearly, they were traded and got Von Miller. Um, Quick
0: question: Which team do you think will come out of AFC? I
1: was actually just looking at it. Um, if Derek Henry's injury is less than ten, if it's like eight weeks and he comes back healthy, I want to say the Titans might. Honestly, you know, beat the maybe. Bills. The Bills looked bad this week. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. was going on. I mean, they're so inconsistent. It's like. I don't know what to think of it. I mean, they got beat by the Steelers week one and then went and beat the Dolphins by 42 yeah. the week two weeks later. And then this week they were in a one-possession game with the Dolphins the whole game, who have lost seven in a row. Yeah. Yeah. I don't – like I said, those are our midseason predictions. Um, so, we appreciate everyone for listening. Um, if you haven't yet, go follow us on all social media at podcast EGS. You got anything else to say?
0: No, I mean, let's let's have another great week of Fantasy. Um, Of course, we're going to drop another episode later this week. But, yeah, I hope everybody has a great, great week.
1: We'll see you in a couple days.